0: Today's Ba'ad was dedicated to Refua'a for Shimon ben Simcha, and Yosef ben Frida. Vezat Hashem ad-Zichut al-Limud HaTorah, ad-Zichut al-Tzidakah, they shall have a Refua'a Shirema'a, ve-Karov, Mamash. Okay. So now, we started a subject yesterday, and we're going to expound on it today. Unbelievable subject. A deep subject. How, bitachon. You know, a bitochen is, to rely on Hashem, bitochen, is something that becomes a vehicle by which to fix a person's midot. Got that? So simply, you know, we're learning the topic of tikkunah fixing your This seems like one subject. Bitochen seems like a different subject, separate subjects, right? Most people perceive Bitochen as a way of feeling secure. Secure. You feel secure. You're not worried about your future. right? You're secure. You're not nervous about your panosa. That's usually what Bitochen is perceived as. Over here, the Chodesh al is going to teach us that through Bitochen, a person becomes a... It fixes his midas. It means it takes away his taiva, his desires, it takes away his chemda. Taiva's is like physical pleasures, and chemda is to amass wealth. Okay, it'll take away his jealousy of people, his hatred towards people. It'll make him a very generous person. It'll all these unbelievable midas, ledivus halev, humility. You won't expect gratitude from people. So it's it's a vehicle by which you reach Tikkunamides, Tychonam, which we're going to try to develop that today, to understand that. Because simply, they're two separate things. Betochen is If I have taivas, I have taivas. That's natural, right? People want pleasure. They want excitement. They want uh, money. They want cars. They want fame. There's a lot of things people want. Well, that's not, that seems not to be a contradiction to B'tochen. B'tochen is B'tochen, and Tikkun is Tikkun That's simply. So we're going to see how the Choyves Halavovus is going to open our eyes to see differently. Okay? Now, the first thing is that we have to remember before we learn any Torah, okay, that Torah reveals to us the reality. Okay? The world we live in is called a world of Shav the hazeh. That means the world we live in paints a picture of a lack of realistic, not true. So this is very difficult why we have a challenge. Because the Torah shows us the true reality. But the world we live in paints a different picture, which is not true. And we have to deal with that. Okay. Another thing we have to realize is about Torah, that if you learn, there's many pisrukim all over the place that speaks about how the beginning step of learning or even the ultimate goal of learning is Yirat Hashem, which means, just to oversimplify a complicated subject, Mm -hmm. is basically that the chokhmah of the Torah, the wisdom of the Torah, is coming from a place that's above us, that's higher than us. Okay? That means, in simple English, that means that things that we learn in Torah are chidushim. And they have to surprise us. Because we're trying to bring down something, concepts that are very deep and very profound, and from above, that are being revealed to us by Hashem, and we're trying to bring it into our conscious reality and understanding. So that's a very why learning has to be a chidush. That means the way we approach money, the relationship that we have with money is based on human intellect and the sheker of the world. So that's our tfisa about money. Then we open the of us. And he brings us the Torah view. The Torah view for us has to be a chiddush at first glance. It's not so simple. To be able to internalize that mitziyut, that reality. Okay? So let's do a little bit of work and see what we can come up with. Okay? So he says like this. Obviously, we're going to read like a paragraph or two. And each line has its own chidoshim. But I'm not going to go into everything. We'll, we'll stop on a few points. Okay? So he says like this, One of the great advantages of one who has bitohen ba'ashem regarding his avoidance Hashem, he aboteh ba'ashem him hu ba'al mamon, if he is wealthy, He will be generous. He will be quick to part with his money when it comes to spending money on mitzvot and to giving charity to people. Okay, So he'll become a generous person. It'll be easy for him to part with his money. So here we see how Bitochen is going to affect a different meter called generosity. Okay? So we have to explain all this. All needs to love this. But that's how he starts off. And then he explains. And then he goes further. Now this part that's further is the shmooz in itself, which I'm not going to talk about so much right now, but it's a big part. If Ano you know mom, what happens if you're not wealthy? What should your feelings be? See, your friend is wealthy, and you're not. What should your feelings be? Okay, so this would be dealing with jealousy right now. You're not a Baal moment. Your friend is a Baal moment. How should you feel about that? He says, You're supposed to feel that Hashem did you a favor by not making you wealthy. Okay? Mepnei, why is that? Okay, we're reading the words and we'll try to digest what he's saying. Chidushim. Because most people do not feel this way. When they don't have money, they don't feel happy that they don't have money. Happy. Maybe they accept it. But we're talking about happiness okay? Now, why should I be happy? For what reason? I should I be happy? You tell me I have to accept it, I'll accept it. But why should I be happy? Okay? So says the Chayvah HaLav Havis, because you are now free of obligations. If you have money, you have a lot of obligations. You have to spend a lot of money on mitzvot. Maybe you have to donate sifret Torah. You have to help people. You have to have organizations. You have to do, right? It's a big obligations. So you're free of that obligation. Okay? Now that needs a big speech, so I'm going to try to explain only the main points for now. Okay? Why should I feel happy that I don't have obligations? The obligations that we're talking about are mitzvahs. They're not uh, small obligations. How can a person be happy doesn't have mitzvahs? Okay? So we're going to leave that point for a minute. Then he continues. There's another benefit to not having money, is that you don't have to be... Um, busy with it, okay? You have to watch over it, you have to take care of it, right? Like one of the great pious people said, he says, Hashem should protect me from Pizo and nefesh Hashem should protect me from my soul being spread out. What does that mean, spread out? So he explains, because you have to think about the money I have invested over here, and the money I have invested in the real estate, and the money I... Right? So that's... My nefesh is now scattered. Because I have to think about many different things from all over the place. Okay? Now, this is also a very difficult thing to understand. Because we're not talking about a person over here that's a bal taiva for money. We're talking about a bal bitachon who has money. We're not talking about... We, we get, remember, Chayvazalvov is talking about a balbitochon with money. So simply, if you're a balbitochon with money, you say, "We we'll have to worry. I put money over here in the investment. Who cares? Hashem will make it make money. Nothing to do with me." But you see from here that that's not true. If Hashem gives you money, that means part of the responsibility of money is that you have to know how to invest it, and you have to be totally involved in it because you're the, in charge. Hashem gave you money to be in charge of. So you have to be really involved in it. Okay? And there's a lot of tirades. You have to be involved in the investment of the money to make sure Hashem's money doesn't get lost. You have to make sure that you give it out properly. There's so many daigas and tirades that a person who has money has. It's endless shy. It's ain't l'shayah how many tirades he has. So he says that the person who doesn't have the money, even though the person with the money, is doing mitzvahs with his tears and his daigas. He's doing big things. Even watching the money is a mitzvah. Every time he invests the money, he does a mitzvah. Because Hashem says, I want you to take this money and watch it. And he does a mitzvah. So even when he's investing the money, he's making money, making a mitzvah. Everything is a mitzvah. But the guy who has no money has to be happy, sameyach, that he doesn't have all those mitzvahs. Those are not easy mitzvahs to do. Not at all. You know, there's a Gemaric Subas. Again, this is also a topic, but there's a Gemaric Subas that says that when the wealthiest people of Yerushalayim lost all his money, Rabbi Echidim Ben Zakkai saw his daughter. She was begging for money. And the Gemara explains, I'm not going to go into the whole Gemara right now, but the Gemara basically explains because he didn't give tzedakah, so the Gemara says, what do you mean he didn't give tzedakah? The whole Jerusalem was uh, coming to him for money. So the Gemara says, he didn't give enough tzedakah. And if he didn't give enough tzedakah, that means he wasn't a good job. He wasn't doing his job right. He wasn't doing his job right, lost his money. Okay, it's a whole circuit. But all I am just want to bring out one point from that Gemara for the moment is that it's a very hard job to do. Because since the money is not yours and the money is only a picardine in your hand, that by the time you finish learning all the Ashkafa and all the gemaras, you'll have a very small desire to make money. Because it's not so simple. Okay? You have to get this clear. We're just reading the chayfuz. Now he says like this. This is what Chazal said. If you have a lot of money, a lot of uh, property, a lot of assets, you're going to have a lot of warriors. So simply, how would we learn that, Rabbi Yisraeli? A person who's not a Baal B'tochen, right? That's how you learn by yourself. A person who's not a Baal B'tochen, Mar B'nechas and Mar B'dayge. That's not how the Chayvah learns. Al says, even the biggest Baal B'tochen in the world is Mar B'nechas and Mar B'dayge. Why? Because he has a job. Got it? Then he continues osha So the way the Chaybaz al is learning Samech B'chalqai, you have to get the Klolim here. The ways, again, these are Chedushim. The way the Chaybaz al is learning Samech B'chalqai means, if you don't have money, be extremely happy that you were saved from that job. Okay? You're following? Kindalach, you're following? It's big, big stuff. It's a Chedushim. Big Chedushim. Okay? Then he goes further. A person who has a lot of money will not stop relying on Hashem constantly. Why? You got every word he says is chedesh. He's not relying on his money. The money is like a picadon. You know what a picadon is? Like if someone gives you something to watch. Shomet. It's not yours. Hashem gave it to you for a purpose. You have to use the money for specific things. Meaning like mitzvahs and tzedakah, etc. Yeah. The Chalim says when Hashem gives you money it's only for a specific period of time. Tzman You got it? Sman You have to know what this means. This is all Torah here. I'm going to build the sugar for you. Slowly. So you understand the right relationship that a person has to have with money. If a person has a correct relationship with money, he will learn something fundamental that's very important about life. Okay? So he says, a person who has money, the proper Torah perspective on that is that Hashem gave you money to do certain things and it is a picodin, and just like you gotta listen to the words just like when somebody gives you something to watch, does he give it to you forever? no, because it's to watch so it's not forever so, so too money if HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives you money to watch over it then by definition, it's only for a certain amount of time. Because shmir is only for a certain amount of time. It's not forever. Then he goes further. Hashem is keeping it there for a long time. Not very short. it's keeping it there for a long time. He will not rebel against Hashem because of it. That's a shmooze in itself where the Chavos says that if you have money for a long time, there's a salka Khamina, to there's a Habamina to say that you may rebel against Hashem because of the money that's by you for a while. needs to be explained, but we'll say a very simple pshat for now, which means that after a while you get used to the money, and if you get used to the money, you may forget that it comes from Hashem, and you may end up rebelling against Hashem because of that, And therefore, Baba Taha never forgets, it's always a pikad. Okay? Leave that line for a moment. Continues. the And he says, And he will not remind people, or bring out, that he did a great great deed with his money, because he was to give the money to the person that he was to give it to. He's a shomer of Hashem. He's a bank teller. He works like HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So he won't flaunt his good deeds. It's, you know, talk about them. And I'll never ask for thanks. He'll never expect gratitude. Because it's not him that gave. He's only giving out what Hashem gave him to give. Okay? Each one of these things is a long schmutz. Okay? He will thank Hashem. For giving him opportunities to do mitzvahs. And if the money is lost from him, he will not worry. He will thank Hashem. He will thank him for taking back the pikot that he gave him originally. As much as he thanked Hashem when Hashem gave him the Pikadin in the first place. The person will always be happy with his lot, regardless if he has money or he doesn't have money, and he will not look to harm other people. It will never have jealousy of other people. This is, in a nutshell... The Chaybaz al are saying something that's not Shayich It's a whole change of understanding of what Betochen is. Most people understand Betochen means I rely on Hashem and it makes me feel secure. That I will have what I want, what I need, and I feel secure. That's how most people look at Betochen. The Chaybaz al taught us that Betochen is a relationship with Hashem which creates a new relationship with your money. It's a whole different perspective. Because if I put Hashem in the middle of my life, and I put this Hashem in the middle of my life, that means I have a clarity in Emunah why I walk on this planet. And I have an understanding that HaKadosh Baruch gave me a job to do in this planet. That's all we got, is this Hashem. That's it. Therefore, one of the jobs that are given out to human beings is the job of distributing money, protecting it, making sure it doesn't get lost, development of it, so that the community can have it. That's why you have it. You understand what he said? Now that's a chiddush. Because nobody in this room looks at it that way. Because if you did, you would not want it. If it's thrown on you, you'll deal with it. But if you don't have it, you will not want it. Absolutely not. Meaning, to feel secure, to feel secure, you don't need money. You need betochen. So you're secure. You'll have what you need. That's for sure. So LMI, what's money? Money the Chai always says, is a pikodin that Hashem gives you for a job. Big job. And yes, if you do it right, you'll have big olam haba for it. If you do it wrong, it's going to cost you. So when you have it, you have to be excited that Hashem gave you this big mission. He trusts you. He believes in you. You have to step up to the plate. You have to be courageous about it. You can't be afraid of it, and you have to tackle it. However, if you don't have it, don't desire it. Because how do you know what you're made out of? It's like begging for a Don't beg for a It's a dangerous place to go. And then you have to be Samech Bechel, you have to say, I have a different job with my money, or, or my life. I have a different job with my life, right? So you see, this is very important. What he's saying is, it's a very deep point. Taiva, people don't desire money. No. Why do I desire money? Because I live in the oilam hasheker And in the false world, they painted a picture of dimyon of what money actually is. It's not realistic. It's not a true picture. So from the unrealistic understanding of what money is, Begins my taiva for it. However, if I have a very realistic perspective on money, I understand exactly the truths that the Torah taught me. Then I don't have desire for money, because and even if I'm a big yerushalmiim, the chiddush is even if I'm a big yerushalmiim that I desire mitzvahs. Big yerushalmiim. That's the chiddush. I desire mitzvahs. Big yerushalmiim. Most people don't desire mitzvahs. They desire money, and then they say, as a justification, that they can do a lot of mitzvahs with it. Okay. I once saw Rabbi Steinman. He said that if a guy makes a hundred million dollars, he's mechuyev to give ninety million to stock and keep ten for himself. He says there's no din meiser and choymish, That's only for <laughs> average people. But if you can live on ten million dollars, but revach ba b'mamish not so then 90 was given to you to give out to the people. And really the Khabiz al says it later in Parag 5. In Parak 5 of Shari it says in Mephorosh. Right? So now that's like, so if you would say, I want to make a hundred million dollars to give out 90 of it, and keep only 10, okay, then we could talk to you in learning, you know. So then it you means you're a guy who wants mitzvahs. Okay, fine. But the Chaybaz al baba says, even if you're a guy who wants mitzvahs, even if you're a guy who wants mitzvahs, you should be afraid. You should be afraid to ask for that tafkid, Because that Tavkit comes with a tremendous amount of terror, Even that guy. You see? So therefore, we say, well, I want money. I, I have a ta'iva for money. But I have betachim. I have ta'iva for money, but I have betokhin. Not sure. If you have betachim, you don't have ta'iva money. mama. I have betokhin. But I'm jealous of somebody else. No, you don't have Betochen. I have Betochen, but I'm not generous. No, you're not Betochen. Understand? Because it's a package. Betochen means a certain relationship with Hashem. And a certain understanding of your purpose in life. And understanding your nechassim. And understanding your money. It's a different perspective. So that's a deep thing. It's a lot to think about. And it's a lot to work on. But if we're not going to ever try to acquire a and Betochen, then we'll be battling with Taivas the whole life and trying to make up Shtikl how to make it yeah. If there's Chemda, if there's Taiva, then there's no Betochen. That's what it says in the Haifas. And that's what the goyin says. And that's what Rav Vital says. And that's what they all say. The two things can't live with each other. Tibers Mummon and Betochen can't live with each other. So any guy who's motivated to make money because of Tibers Mummon, which everybody, which is a different subject which we have to get to maybe tomorrow, is once you take away Tibers Mummon, what's your motivation to work? You got it? You have to be motivated to work. Something has to motivate you. Right now the only thing that motivates normal human beings is Taiva, Kinnah, that's what motivates people. We have to be honest about that. It's not such a, a nice thing to be honest about. It's a little painful. To be honest, that the only thing that gets people out of bed in the morning and motivates them to go to work and to make money is Taiva Van And now, I just brought the sugya Bitochum to the table that just took away Taiva Van in two seconds. And now, so why should I get out of bed? Okay, so we have to talk about that. We can't leave you hanging. But this is the sugya. My boy side, this is the Sugi, okay? We have to stop over today.